0: You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. With COVID-19 still out there, it remains a serious health risk in Vietnam. And as Vietnam undergoes economic and demographic transformations, healthcare stands firmly as the top priority and concern for all. Sanofi, a multinational biopharmaceutical corporation with more than 60 years of development in the country, is on a journey to bring hope to patients and the future of the healthcare industry. They've recently gone online to reach the younger generations and create awareness. For example, Sanofi's Calcium Cobierre Unites Pregnant TikTokers campaign received massive support and won the Gold Award at the 2021 MMA Smarties Awards, a mobile marketing awards program honoring innovation, creativity, and success. In this episode of Vietnam Innovators, we are joined by Kevin, the new general manager of Sanofi Vietnam, to tell us more about his strategy in driving the consumer healthcare industry in the region and the inspiration behind their recent marketing success. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. It's a pleasure to have you this morning. Uh, And as always, thank you for tuning in every single week for another episode of what's new in the business community here in Vietnam. Uh, We're pleased to welcome our latest guest. His name is Kevin Doak. He's the general manager of the consumer healthcare unit at Sanofi Vietnam, which is one of the largest pharmaceutical companies here in Vietnam, delivering everything from consumer medical products to uh, vaccines, um, they're doing a lot of great things in Vietnam and innovating also at scale. Um, Kevin here today, will be sharing more about what he's up to and he's also a newcomer to Vietnam. So welcome Kevin, uh, not only to the show, but to Vietnam as well. Um, we're very excited to hear from your team, what you're doing here in Vietnam, and of course your first impressions having just arrived. Um, so welcome to the studio.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's really good to get the chance to uh, to have a chat with you and yes. also to share everything with uh, with your listeners as well.
0: Uh, you just transferred here, Kevin, um, in the Consumer Healthcare Business Unit. You're leading this division, which is probably one of the larger ones here at Sanofi. Um, could you share, like start off with your previous working experiences, what you've done in the past and what you will be doing here in Sanofi uh, in Vietnam? Of course. Um, So uh, originally, uh,
1: I started my career as a a strategy consultant, uh, specializing in um, consumer goods companies and uh, spent a long time uh, working across uh, a number of different markets and industries in um, uh, fast moving consumer goods, mostly in uh, drinks, beverages, um, electronics and so on, and really loved it and really loved the energy and really loved um, how you can have quite a big impact uh, for consumers and bringing them innovative solutions for uh, for challenges that they have in their lives. So I loved working in strategy, but found it a little bit um, frustrating sometimes spending two or three months uh, on a particular project and then moving on to the next company, the next industry and wanted to make a bit more of a, a longer term impact on something. So, I then uh, moved over into the consumer goods industry itself and I joined a, a British company, Benquisa, uh in the, that has a lot, of, a very wide portfolio of household hygiene and healthcare products. Um, so, I worked there for around seven years and really uh, kind of built on that passion for, for consumer goods industry uh, across the different functions. Uh, and I had a real passion for wanting to travel and to discover new countries and, and, and new ways of working and and what I could learn and share across different countries. And um, with wreck was really fortunate uh, to get the chance to work in China, in Japan, Russia, Australia, Nigeria. Wow. All, all over of, a series of a few all years, it are, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And... Um, that really kind of um, gives you a lot of perspective in terms of uh, the differences, but also what's similar and, and what can be shared. But certainly, from a from a cultural point of view, it was really really interesting for me to kind of work and lead in in all those different kind of places. Um, and then four years ago, I, I moved from uh, uh, Reckitt and joined to Sanofi. And uh, when Sanofi created its consumer healthcare business unit and was looking to, to, to bring in uh, people who could bring a little bit of the consumer uh, focused approach to the pharmaceutical industry and so on. And, and, and it really fit with uh, where, I, where I had a passion and what I wanted to do. So I joined Sanofi four years ago in, in Thailand uh, and, and spent a couple of years working with Sanofi Consumer Healthcare in Thailand. Uh, and then for the past two years, I've been in Turkey. Uh, leading the business uh, in Turkey. And just a few months ago, as you said, I'm very new to Vietnam. So I just arrived here uh, to head up the Consumer Healthcare Business Unit in in Vietnam. Um, In terms of what we do, um, we have some fantastic consumer brands uh, here uh, that really we want to uh, be very clear in terms of how we can bring a benefit uh, to consumers' lives here. And we're on a bit of a journey to try to create what we're we're calling a a fast moving consumer health business, and that's something that we're we're really passionate about leading and bringing to Vietnam and the rest of the world.
0: Let's break down what consumer healthcare means. I mean, I'm guessing you know there's 100 million consumers in Vietnam, uh, more or less at one point of their stages in life, if not multiple, they're going to need medicine. They're going to need um, you know new innovations in healthcare to. Uh, to lead healthier, better lives. Um, What does consumer healthcare, what is that scope exactly? And what are some of the challenges and opportunities within this relatively new division, uh, not only for Sanofi, but here in Vietnam?
1: I think it's uh, it's exactly as you said, that uh, during your life, you're going to need lots of different types of healthcare. Mm -hmm. And you're going to want to be able to uh, have an element where you can self-treat and particularly in consumer healthcare, what we're trying to drive awareness of is self-care mm-hmm. and that ranges from living healthily to when you have mild ailments where you can take uh, and treat yourself with over-the-counter medicine so when we talk consumer healthcare, it's usually to do with OTC or over-the-counter medicines or uh, nutrition and food supplement type products so a lot of what we're doing is working on um, Programs where we can actually drive awareness that there are uh, effective and uh, really efficacious products, which are available for people to be able to treat themselves uh, and to be able to understand the benefits that this can have for your everyday life. So it's really around that uh, that. What we've called as a Sanofi Consumer Healthcare's purpose, which is around uh, serving healthier and fuller lives, and I think that's where kind of consumer healthcare fits—is really helping people uh, to to live a healthier life.
0: Let's talk about the the OTC market in Vietnam too. Um, we've had a number of guests from the pharma industry on on the show, and it's such a fascinating, fast gr- growing market, um, and it's done differently than it is in other parts of the world. Um, I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But OTC here, um, it's generally drugs are not prescribed by doctors necessarily. People can go to the pharmacy stores and and buy drugs at their own discretion. Um, How does that market look like in terms of uh, compared to other markets? And and what are some things in terms of opportunities that can be done because of that?
1: I think uh, there is an evolution. I mean, if you were to compare... Uh, Where the OTC market is in places like the US and and, and Western Europe, it's it's highly evolved, Uh, and one of the exciting opportunities here is 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 helping that take the learnings from some of these other other markets, and sort of bringing them to Vietnam and saying how can that drive innovation, how can it drive awareness that is going to allow people to benefit from these type of products. So some of it comes from access in terms of the opportunities. So giving people access to, to better products in, in the right ways um, and giving people awareness. And I think that's one of the things that, that we sort of drive through a lot of the advertising and a lot of the communication programs that we run is, is making people aware that these products are available and that they, they can help them in their lives. So it's a really interesting opportunity, as you said, to, to be involved in an area that can have a big impact in people's lives. It is growing very quickly and it has a lot of benefits for, for people to, to understand how they can look after their health so that they can enjoy themselves more
0: amazing yeah i was reading statistics um, that said most vietnamese people in the city but rural and provincial environments too sometimes are quite far from their uh, you know closest not only hospital but like mom and pop pharmacy store or the branded pharmacy store that's changed because uh, as obviously as society and more middle-class consumers come come into the fray um they're they're coming closer and closer to consumers so education you know, definitely needed in a good way. Um, so we're excited to see that grow. Um, excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Kevin, you have spent a long time working in FMCG, as you shared, uh, across the world and in, in places uh, also here in Asia. Um, how do you feel about the difference in communications between the two exper- experiences in industries, FMCG and pharma? How, how has that um, kind of uh, evolved in your experience? It's really interesting because you kind of got
1: two very different Uh, perspectives, where you've got FMCG, which is very much about uh, talking directly to your consumers Mm -hmm. and really building brands that your consumers are going to love and go on a journey with you for a very long time, Mm -hmm. whereas you've then got the pharma world, which is much more to do with uh, driving recommendation and developing breakthrough medicines, which Sanofi is really kind of leading in some of these areas. And then you've got this sweet spot in the middle, which is is people are starting to understand that there are uh, awareness for a a new way of working that sits somewhere in the middle, where you have all of these very uh, scientific uh, supported products, which are very efficacious, but at the same time an acknowledgement that we need to be able to talk directly to consumers. So I think coming from a little bit of both, you're sort of trying to borrow the best of both worlds. Uh, to be able to uh, speak directly to consumers, to drive awareness, to drive education and to build brands. Uh, But at the same time, acknowledging that that needs to be supported by strong uh, products, which have all of the information that people can trust these kind of things as well. Because in the end, uh, healthcare really is somewhere that, that people need to trust what they're taking. And I think that's something that's really important for it.
0: Yeah, I see FMCG as like a daily use case. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're going to the supermarket and you're going to need that bottle of water every day. You're going to need, you know, you're going to do laundry once a week kind of thing. Um, But uh, in the world of um, pharma, um, you know, the pharmacy store, is regularly available. You don't go every single day. um, But with education and awareness and brand building, um, at least people are familiar with it. And when the use cases are needed um, to build these healthier, you know, regular kind of regularity in your lives, um, it's important to, to have that communication. So thank you for sharing that insight. Let's talk about the um, what we would call the FMCH, the consumer healthcare strategy for Sanofi. How do you guys apply that, let's say, directionally, uh, that direction globally first um, and then here in Vietnam, in your experience? So
1: there's uh, there's there's two parts to it, really, which is we have a, an ambition to want to be the best FMCH company both in the world but also for the world. And I think the the distinction of having the two of those is, is both equally important uh, for what we're doing in that um, you want to be the best in the world at what you do, which is really providing innovative solutions to serve healthier and fuller lives for all of our consumers. But at the same time, understanding that we have a great opportunity to really make a difference for the world. So whether that's in terms of our sustainability objectives or whether that's really around uh, making sure that we are able to bring the right products uh, for people to benefit them. So I think that really is something that we're trying to create an opportunity not just uh, for, for our consumers but also the role that we can play in terms of making a difference for people. So. The fast moving part is really as kind of acknowledging and understanding that um, this part of healthcare can change quite rapidly. And when you look at what's happened in the pandemic over the last few years, people's awareness of really needing to look after yourself And to prevent yourself getting sick as opposed to treating yourself when you get sick has been an enormous accelerator of change. And, you know, whenever there is a big major world event, it always accelerates change and accelerates innovation. And I think really the pandemic has hugely accelerated that awareness of self-care and prevention as opposed to treating. And that's a really big sea change for the world, but also here in Vietnam. And I think it's really started to drive awareness of supplements, making sure that you acknowledge there are certain things you can try to live a very healthy lifestyle and right. make sure that you get balance, and that's extremely important. But there are also areas that you may want to supplement your diet or that you're you're feeling a bit low on energy and you want to do something to, to restore your balance or support your immune system in a particular season of the year to avoid yourself getting sick. And I think people are more willing now, post pandemic or, or during the pandemic, to invest in their health before they get to the point where they require treatment. And so when we say fast moving, it's that understanding that two or three years ago, what may have been a consumer's priority can change really quickly. And what we're trying to do is create an organization both globally and within Vietnam that can respond to those changes in an agile way, and can bring innovative solutions to those consumers at the time when when they really need something.
0: I really love how you kind of compared the prevention versus treatment. I think when it comes to healthcare, when it comes to... Knowing, um, uh, you know, how to live a healthier life, people are really about treatment rather, right? Um, But it's evolving into this prevention through best practices, taking care of yourself, um, and knowing, knowing how to do that. I think that's a big thing. I've learned that certainly over the last couple of years, especially as you get older, you just, um, you think more about that. So great comparison. it's also the dialogue. Mm. So, I mean, people are
1: talking about it a lot more, right. whether it's uh, with each other or you're, you're sharing advice or, or you're sharing articles and things. So it's really uh, a huge opportunity for us to be able to uh, help people with those communications, provide them with the facts and provide them with, uh, with benefits that can, that can lead to living a healthier life in terms of making sure you take care of yourself.
0: Let's um. So we've talked about the industry a bit and what FMCH is and and what you guys are doing. Uh, let's look a little bit inside a bit more. So you mentioned um, it sounds like the consumer healthcare unit at Sanofi is relatively new as a as a focus globally, but here in Vietnam as well. Um, what does that mean in terms of uh, like opportunities at Sanofi uh, at the industry level, but also for potentially people joining this this unit? What are you guys trying to do, like short term goals, um, but also what kind of people are you hiring to kind of build out that team yes at the moment? So
1: I think it's a really interesting chance to, to, to share about it. I mean, for, for us in, in Sanofi Consumer Healthcare, uh, Vietnam is our largest market, uh, and uh, it's uh, one of our highest priorities across all of Asia Pacific. Uh, we have invested into a consumer healthcare manufacturing facility here, including uh, research and development. So we are really invested into making sure that we can bring the best products uh, and attract the best talent to be able to develop and offer opportunities to people. So we have a very clear uh, set of priorities in terms of which categories that we think that we can um, bring uh, products and provide solutions uh, and build and invest behind brands and driving communication and awareness of those brands. So we really want to to work on that, being the best FMCH in Vietnam and for Vietnam. And that means that we need to be able to offer opportunities for people to join and attract with us. Now, that means we want to be quite unique. We want to offer people something which is a little bit different to the farmer industry or a little bit different, which is in, in the consumer goods industry. And that really comes down to, we're trying to create a very agile organization, which is based on people gaining experiences and giving them the opportunity to learn and develop uh, and really empowering them to have real responsibility to be able to deliver something. And with that responsibility comes the accountability, but also the ownership. So we're really uh, keen on developing quite a, a unique culture to allow people to grow within that. And we're really passionate about offering sort of young people opportunities to try to grow and develop their career. We think it's really important to embrace the diversity that you can have within this kind of an organization with lots of different people from different backgrounds who have different ideas And sparking that creativity and that innovation that you get when you have that energy within one room is really something that we're we're supporting to try to drive now.
0: I think what you mentioned earlier was um, Sanofi just opened a new uh, FMCH factory here. And that that speaks for itself. You guys are innovating, building new things here in Vietnam. And that's a whole new investment as well. Because when people think of... um, Uh, these large organizations uh, like Sanofi, which is doing things at scale. Sometimes um, you lose track of doing new innovative things, but um, it's important to highlight, uh, yeah, you guys built a whole new factory for this division. So that's very exciting. Um, Another side note too, you know, we talked about building brands within the space. I'd love to hear what those brands are because I I see Sanofi everywhere. I know the brand, um, especially at the big level, but the specific fmch brands i'm not as familiar with um i haven't thought too much about the prevention part of things yet but um i love maybe at a high level just to share what are you know the top handful of brands that um if i were to you know go to my local pharmacy I, i could kind of pick up right away or just kind of see
1: well, hopefully, you've seen the advertising.
0: For yes, I've hopefully, seen. you've seen a lot of the advertising for yeah. them. So,
1: um, we have a, in a number of different categories. So, the first category that is a big priority for us is digestive wellness. And within digestive wellness, we have uh, the market leading probiotic brand of Enterogemina. Uh, So this is an extremely uh, efficacious product uh, that has been in the market for a very long period Uh, and probiotics is an area which can have benefits across different areas. So EnteroGemina is our largest brand here. Uh, It's a top five OTC brand uh, in Vietnam and one that we uh, really invest heavily behind in terms of communication uh, and hopefully one that uh, a lot of people would be very aware of. Uh, so, digestive wellness is, a, is, is a, an area that we're really supporting. Uh, the next biggest one would be uh, in terms of bone health. So, we have a brand, Calcium Corbiere, uh, which is really strong in terms of uh, providing healthier bones for people throughout their lives. Uh, and Calcium Corbiere is another one of those products which is uh, produced here in, in Vietnam at, at our factory uh, that we've invested into. So we have Enterogemina in digestive wellness. We have Calcium Corbiere in bone health, and then we have a cosmetics brand, uh, which is Lactacid, uh, which plays in both feminine hygiene and also baby care. So uh, again, another product which is uh, developed and manufactured and, and researched in in Vietnam. Uh, and gives us a really big variety of different types of products. So we've got these OTC products in digestive wellness and in uh, in in uh, bone supplements, and then we've got a cosmetics brand like Lactacid. The fourth one that is is is, is really strong is Pharmaton. Uh, so Pharmaton is a multivitamin, an energy multivitamin. Uh, and one that uh, really has a lot of benefits for people when we were talking about self-care mm-hmm. and making sure that people uh, look after their health and, and, and make sure they build their immunity. Um, and Pharmaton is another one of our uh, very strong global brands that we, we have here. We have a number of other products, uh, such as Telfast for allergy and Asumuk for cough. Um, and those products as well, we tend to support in terms of making sure people are aware, particularly in different seasons as well, when when things can affect people during the winter season and so on.
0: Would you say that um, you mentioned the number one uh, offering you guys have uh, in Vietnam is the digestive um, product. Uh, depending on where you are in the world, does, does it change? Like, what is the, the top kind of product and, and whatnot? I'm curious because it Depends on weather, I'm sure, or other external factors, perhaps.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, in um, in in Western Europe or in very seasonal weather,s uh, we have very strong uh, cough portfolios because the cough, cold, and flu seasons uh, can be much stronger. Uh, globally, we we focus on a number of different categories. So we have our digestive wellness. We have our pain care portfolio. Uh, We are very strong in pain care in in several markets around the world with uh, Dolipran, a a paracetamol brand. So we have our uh, digestive wellness, our pain care, our nutritional categories, which is around physical wellness and mental wellness. And then we also have a number of other areas that we do support as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, it sounds like in Vietnam, we have some digestive issues. Um, Too many carbs, perhaps. I think I'm having too many. Fantastic. Kevin, thank you for sharing the internal working into Sanofi and and how you guys see growth and innovation happening internally, not just for the market. Um, Let's talk about yourself for a little bit, and and then we'll kind of finish about how um, Sanofi's kind of responded to COVID specifically here in Vietnam. How would you describe uh, your leadership style? Um, You know, a bit of a plug here, if you guys are looking for new careers or looking to move around, um, you know, Sanofi is hiring, especially a consumer healthcare division. Um, maybe you can share how how you manage your team, how you see yourself building this organization over the next few years that you're here in Vietnam.
1: Yeah, so um, I think uh, when I've been introducing myself to the team over the last few months, um, I've been really trying to, to get across my leadership style, which it, it really is to try to be as engaging as possible. Um, and really to inspire. I think the role of a of a leader is to make sure that you engage with the organization and then you inspire them to then lead and develop and make sure that we are on the same journey together. So I would like to say that over time I've tried to develop in terms of as an engaging leader and an inspiring leader, um, because I think that's how you get the best out of the team. Um, when I introduce myself to the team and with a with a value or a philosophy, it's to always try to do the right thing. I think it's a really simple principle to to lead by. Uh, and whenever you're faced with a tough decision yourself, it's always a question I ask well, what's the right thing to do? It might not always be the easiest thing to do, but you can always go to sleep well at night if you're trying to do the right things. So I think it's really about that um, engagement. It's really about that inspiration and it's really about trying to do the right thing. And I think that's probably the type of leader I am. Um, I would try to say I'm, I, I'm, I'm quite energetic. I think it's really important that a leader sets the tone for an organization. Um, and I do try to make sure I, I bring that energy that allows people to feed off of it. Uh, because I think that people will always look to a leader to see the direction of an organization and to see what culture they're trying to create. So I think that would probably summarize the way that I'm trying to to, to lead the organization here. Uh,
0: Just to summarize too, we're we're two years uh, since the pandemic arrived here in Vietnam. Um, Maybe you can share how the organization at large has responded uh, to the current situation uh, both inside for its employees, but also externally with its uh, suppliers, with its vendors, with its customers as well? What are some big changes you could highlight?
1: So I think uh, the, it really made organizations challenge themselves to do things a little bit differently. A few things externally is we really looked at the different ways that we communicate with our consumers during the pandemic, the way that we communicated with our customers and our partners and also the way that internally we operated. So I would say that we, we really had to challenge ourselves in those three areas. So in terms of the way that we communicate, everybody really changed the way that they consume information. So it was really important that um, we embraced that and adjusted the way that we reach our consumers to get our messages across during a pandemic, because we have a really important role to play, as I said, in terms of making sure people are self-care and making sure people are treating and preventing themselves from getting sick. So I think the way that we then, uh, I would say, pivot our communication on uh, a brand like Enterogemina, which may historically have been known for uh, treatment of diarrhea or digestive issues, but that the majority of your immunity is based in your gut. And so by having this healthy gut, you are boosting far more your immunity than you would by taking some others. So to get that message across to people during a pandemic, pre-pandemic may have been through the television, but post-pandemic may have been through other ways of communicating. And we did a really great job on this in terms of some of those key brands we mentioned. So whether it's Lactacid or whether it was Calcium Corbiere, we had some industry awards for some of the communications through uh, new media, through TikTok, and things like this. And being the first kind of healthcare company to do that, it really showed how we embraced the change that was coming through the pandemic, and were creative and fast to be able to, to respond to that.
0: I never thought uh, I would hear, uh, you know, a medical pharmaceutical company working in uh, working using TikTok uh, to communicate, but that. That says a lot about and I the, think that, the changes.
1: That, that's where I would have to say our team and the creativity they have is fantastic because they didn't just use these new mediums. They were winning uh, industry awards for what they were communicating through there. And I think that really shows what we're trying to create, which is really unique and gives people a, a super good opportunity to, to try these new things. So the way that we communicated with our consumers really changed during the pandemic. The way that we worked and communicated and supported our customers because you think the pharmacists and healthcare professionals were going through really tough times during this and they're real key partners for us and we really want to be able to continue to communicate with them so a lot of traditional things that we would do in terms of helping to educate and doing continuous education with our partners um, sharing of the latest information and the latest science information The way that we did that had to change. So a lot of it went from being offline to online. It went from being face-to-face contact to perhaps email and other ways of contacting people. Um, And the way that the team shifted their skills and really became much more digitally savvy was really nice to see, and to see that they could embrace that change in a really tough time. Do you think it will continue that way? I hope so, Mm. and I think it won't, it, I think, as, 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 as you would know, not everything is going to go back to the same way it was. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got to pick the best of what we've learned over these last two or three years and then build on that. This, Particularly this last two years has been a chance to really drive innovation because the, the big changes usually happen when there is a big event in the world. Mm-hmm. And that certainly is true for the third way in terms of ways of working. I mean, um, we did go to fully remote working, close, uh, reducing the office and so on as, as, as all companies would have had to have done. Um, so in terms of the culture, that's been a real shift in terms of how do you then continue, as I was talking about engaging, and inspiring an organization where you lose a bit of that face-to-face contact. So we've had to change a lot of the ways of working to make sure that um, people don't get Zoom fatigue, that people aren't uh, disengaged with the organization, that they remain informed and clear in terms of what's going on. So I would say we've really had to shift a lot the ways of working to adapt to those new ways, Um, but also acknowledging that um, people need to continue to be informed, engaged and inspired. And you need to invest the time into doing that with everybody.
0: Kevin that it reaches the end of today's episode. Thank you for sharing your insights. Thank you, the you future very much. Of Sinofi, the consumer healthcare division and of course all the new exciting things that are happening uh, for that team here in Vietnam. For those of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Vietnam Innovators. Uh, this season, of course, is ending very soon. So uh, please look out for next season. It will restart in March, perhaps in April. We'll see. Uh, but until then, you can continue to listen to all the old library and content of Vietnam Innovators until then, thank you, guys, and thank you, Kevin, for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Với chúng tôi, bệnh nhân chính là nguồn cảm hứng tiên phong. Chúng tôi là Sanofi. Tại Sanofi, chúng tôi luôn thao khắc nghiên cứu những giải pháp ngăn ngừa, chăm sóc và điều trị mọi căn bệnh trong suốt cuộc đời. Chúng tôi luôn nỗ lực tìm kiếm những phương pháp mới để chống lại các căn bệnh mạng tính, phức tạp và hiếm gặp bằng các loại thuốc ma trồng bệnh hy vọng mới cho bệnh nhân và tương lai của man tinh phuc vực chăm sóc ma trong minh khỏe. Các bệnh nhân là nguồn cảm hứng để Sanofi tiên phong ở 100 quốc gia trên thế giới và ở Việt Nam. Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovators series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip hosted by our VP of Content, Thuy Minh, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetra team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week, so don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content. Hey guys, good news. Vietcetera has now officially rolled out a mobile app for Android. Now you can download our mobile app on both the Apple iOS store and the Google Play store right now. More functions are coming very soon, so stay on the lookout.